0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrea Lundstra. Um, My name is Andrea and I'm here to share a bit of my heart with you. Um, to be honest, this is not my comfort zone. <laughs> but it's okay, it's good to step out of the comfort zone and share. Oh yeah, oh, this is quite funny, is it? Is this good? Yeah, okay, I try not to touch it. So um, this morning, I just wanted to talk about who we are in Christ. We have been singing and adoring God, celebrating God, but actually God is celebrating you. God wants to celebrate each one of us today. We've been celebrating Pastor Jonathan, and this morning, we're also going to celebrate each one of you. You're going to get something this morning where you're going to take for the rest of the week, and you're going to live on that. So I'm going to speak... Um, some stuff already over you and we're going to come back to that at the end of the service and then you're going to do it. So it's going to be a bit interactive. I like to be interactive. I like to share. I like to walk around and um, yeah, just share what God wants to say to you. So when you've received Jesus, am I? is this me with my hair? It is. Okay, I'll do it like this. Um, when you have received Jesus, um, you are living in his identity. You are God's child. So, right now, I want you to respond and to, to really take in who Jesus says you are. You are God's child. You are Christ's friends. You have been justified. You are united with the Lord and one with him in spirit. You have been bought with a price. You belong to God. That's incredible. We all here belong to God. I am a saint. You are a saint. You have been adopted as God's child. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. You have been redeemed. You are forgiven. You are complete in Christ. And there are so many things that you are in Christ. And this morning we're going to take a hold of that. And we're gonna we're gonna declare it and speak it out. But first, I want to take you on a journey, um, because I was on a journey um, with with who I am, with God, who God has made me to be. So um, I just want to share a story with you, um, because um, as you see, I'm not going to talk about it. But as you see, I look different, and doesn't matter. But there was four weeks ago, or five weeks ago, um, there was a, a an um, a day, a weekend, with uh, people who have the same kind of thing what I've got. So there were children, there were adults who have like um, something with the skull. Doesn't matter what it is. So, and I'm kind of part of it. And God told me to go to this, to this, um, to this, this day. And I told you, that I hear yeah. and it, it was an incredible day, and I just want to share with you why it was incredible because I have never seen anybody with the same condition i don 't want to say condition because it 's not a condition it 's with the same thing as what I have so i 'm twenty eight and in twenty eight years i 've never seen anybody so and that day God told i 'm telling you you need to go and I thought, oh my goodness i 'm a bit nervous by myself i didn 't know. And there were, like, h- like, hundreds of 50 people, including parents and children and everything. And um, I, uh, I went with my car, two-hour drive, and then I came there. And there was a child who has exactly the same as what I had. And this, what I have is one on the 100,000, so nearly nobody has got it. So when I saw this child, I completely was overwhelmed, I cried, I laughed, whatever. She was standing there, she's eight years old, and she saw me and she knew... Were like that we've got the same because her mom told me she saw me and I saw her she ran to me and she didn't say oh yeah I, I, there were no words but it was just this. she ran and she flew in my arms you know, I had no idea who she was I had no idea what she what her name was even but because of this connection you know it was there and she just flew in my arms and we just kissed her. We we did everything. like like it it was incredible. And I will just not forget this embrace because it was it wasn't like coming home, but it was like I understand and I understand what you've been through and what you're going through. And I just had her in my hands and I was like God, this is a miracle. You know, this it it was just incredible. So, I just want to talk to you about the embrace because God wants to embrace you this morning. Yes. You know, God wants to like I don't know. I'm so, I was so. I was talking, thinking about this, this embrace and this love. You know, that is the love that Jesus has for you. You know, He is waiting for His children to come in His arms to spend time to be with Him, and He is waiting. So, so we can be at His heart. We can, we can lay it out. You know, I had this child's child's um, head on my heart. You, Oh my god, thank you so much. She's not even a believer. She, uh, she she doesn't she doesn't really, but I had her in my arms and she I loved her. And that is what Jesus does with you, you know. He he loves you. His you have his identity. You you are his you are his child. You're his chosen one. And and that embrace that it was just it was very very cool. So when we look in Luke 15, it talks about the parable um, of the lost son. And um, I'm going to read it a bit. Sorry. This is quite funny. Or not? Maybe that's better. It's okay. Um, So yes, Luke 15, um, verses... um, from 11. It will come on the screen. It's a parable of the prodigal son or the lost son. um, And a parable is just something to make it easier. A story that makes uh, an example that Jesus is giving easier. So um, he's talking here. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. and Some of you know the story and you're quite familiar maybe with it, but I just want to share with you through this what the heart of God is. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So give me my inheritance, part of my inheritance. So his father divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So just imagine a son who has got a part of his inheritance and go wherever he wants to go and spend all the money. And then he began to be in need. So he went and hid himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pot that the pigs were eating. Can you imagine when you, when you were like a hired person and now you're sitting with the pigs and because you just don't have any money and you spend? So he was quite down, like he was not very happy anymore. And then when it came to his sentence, that's quite good, I think. He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I'm starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And I want to just pause there, because sometimes when we we are in a in a place, whatever place you are in right now, you want to excuse yourself, saying, God, but I have done, but I have done this. And like the son, and the son was already preparing in his mind, like, oh, but I've done this. Oh, listen, you know, and I remember for myself if. If I've done something and I really need to say sorry, I said, oh, no, I'm sorry, you know. You know, we, we think about excuses in our head to make it all okay. But it's just not okay. And we just have to, to deal with that. So the, the younger son, he was doing that. And then he was going to his father. Father, I've sinned against you. That was in his head what he said. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Sometimes I'm in that place. When I think, am I really still worthy to be called your daughter? Am I, you know, sometimes we've messed up. We mess up all, ta- all sometimes, you know. and like, am I really? And then, make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. You know what? Just imagine the father standing, waiting for his son. And then he sees his son coming in the distance, how excited, how incredible, how amazing that must be that your son, who has spent all his money, all the father's money, actually, everywhere, but his father was still waiting. He didn't care what his son has done. He didn't care what his son was going to do. He didn't care. He wanted his son back. He wanted his back at his heart. His father, when when the young son was a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and he, uh, sorry, and kissed him. Like, that's incredible. You know, whatever that son had done, it didn't matter. And also for you, you know, in whatever... Whatever you have done, whatever you have, should have done, or whatever you're not doing, God is waiting. He wants you to be close. He wants you to be near His heart. He wants to embrace you, to hug you, to live with Him. And and I'm so so passionate about it because I have messed up, you know, and I have done things wrong. And I'm so thankful that my father is always waiting. My father is always waiting. He's always waiting. He never, he never, he never said, I don't want you. He's always waiting. And he's always waiting. And he said, my son, my daughter, come in my arms. It's okay if you've messed up. It's okay if you've done wrong. It's okay. But just come. Don't run away. But come. Come in my arms. Come and love me. And come and be with me. You know, that, that is hard for you. And I don't know, maybe you are, you are in wherever and he is saying just come get your excuses out of the way he was having so many excuses in his head get them out of the way just come be with me and this is hard for you you know i think his son the son he also wanted to be with his father but he was afraid but we don't need to be afraid we don't need to fear it says in in some I don't know, somewhere in the New Testament, come boldly to him. Come approach him. Approach him, his throne, his love, his embrace. Approach him, go to him, run to him, be with him. That is his heart. And then, um, I need a drink because I am thirsty. <laughs> uh, um, the son said to him, Father, then it was after the hug. It was after the embrace. It was after the father had accepted him. Then he said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And I did a bit of a research. Um, as you do when you 're studying, you get used to researching stuff yeah. um, so he is giving the father is giving him a robe, a robe represents forgiveness, covering the sin and the shame he had done. You know God wants to give us God wants to let us live in his robe of forgiveness. You know when Jesus went on the cross. He died for our sins. He died for our sins, and He gives us now a robe of love, a robe of compassion. It says, "I clothe you with with compassion, with kindness, with gentleness." You know, he, you can take the old cloak off when you've received Jesus, and you can get this cloak or this robe. A ring. You know, when we have a ring, some of you are married. You know, that means I belong. When you. Um, yeah, when you're married, you belong. But this wasn't about marriage. It was about you belong to my family. So, so his father restored his belonging again. It has never left, but the the son destroyed it. But his father gave him a ring. No, you belong. You belong to me. You belong to my heart. You have, yes, you've left me, but I have never left you. And it's the same with God. You belong to God. And he wants to put a ring around your finger. You belong to me. You are my daughter. You are my heart. You are mine. That is who we are. And then the sandals. I could imagine i was thinking about these sandals like if he, if he was with the pigs or if he was wherever how would these sandals have looked like maybe they weren't even sandals anymore i guess maybe they were like bare feet you know but god wants to renew his shoes his purpose his life so he gave him his sandals you know to somewhere to walk again to give him purpose in life so he could carry out that purpose and some of you uh, maybe here, like, oh, what is my purpose in life? What do I need to do? Or what do I not need to do? Get his sandals on, get his, get his, what he says about you, get that on your feet and walk on it. Go for it, go with it. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yes, come on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's good if I, if we have a bit of interaction because then I feel I'm talking to nothing, but I'm talking to somebody. So, um, good. Okay, so. That was the youngest son. But the fathers so bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. I love celebrating. I love celebrating today. I love celebrating Pastor Jonathan. I love celebrating five years anniversary. Celebrate. Let's celebrate in life. Like I, I know in my life, if I don't like something, I do the opposite. I celebrate it. Uh, not always. Sometimes it's <laughs> not easy. But I know I had uh, something last week, and I really didn't want this. And I told you, you know what? It says give thanks in all circumstances. So I just gave thanks in all circumstances, even if I didn't like it. But it's a choice we have to make to celebrate and to, to party. I like partying too. <laughs> <Anyway>. Okay, but <laughs> in this party, not everybody was involved. Because, um, okay, I come there. Meanwhile, that one, the older son was in the fields. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. And then his father said, your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed a fattened calf because he has him back saving sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go. And i paused there again. Hmm. How many times are we looking at the other and thinking, I wish I had that? I wish I could do that. And I think the other brother, he was like, I wish my father celebrated me like that. When does jealousy come up and think, hey, I wish I was like that person? You know, and I I can check my own heart. Before I started to prepare this message, I had to check my heart. And I had to go like, okay, Am I actually jealous or have I done something not right? You know, I had to get my heart right and I had to go on my knees and say, God, forgive me for that. You know, where I was jealous, forgive me. And how many times do we compare ourselves and think, oh, I want to be like that person. Oh, I wish I had that character or oh, I wish I loved God as much as that person or I wish I was, you know. And it's like, no, like we, we go to this Um so the older he became an, angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. About his father was also sad. Like, why are you angry? Just celebrate with me. And that's what God is saying sometimes to us. Just celebrate, even if you it's not about you, it's about the other. Celebrate that other person go and join in with all the other person and it says comfort the one who those who needs to be comforted be happy with the one who needs to be happy i'm making a scripture up but it kind of <laughs> says, <laughs> says it like that you know be with the ones who are happy be happy with them be happy not that that's why it's too big <laughs> no sorry <laughs> So, you know, sometimes we we have to go to, like, you celebrate instead of becoming upset or not happy. Um, And then, this is also something, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and I never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friend. That's quite a big thing, because I mean, when I looked at this, I thought, how many times have we become um, familiar with who we are, are, familiar with with the things that I'm actually am in God? You know, I'm always His child. I'm always, no matter what other people say, no matter what other people do, I'm always His child, and His His the oldest son. He forgot that he forgot who he actually was. He forgot that he was still the son of his father and the son, God's son you know and, and it's like God wants us to, to celebrate again who we are in him. You know, to, to re-envision who we are, to reignite who we are, because we are there always, even if we feel it or we feel it not, even if we get celebrated or we don't get celebrated. We are always his child, we are always his beloved, we are always accepted, we are always. And sometimes we forget, and we have to come back and say, God, I'm sorry that I forgot, but he never forgets us. How incredible is that? He never lets go. He never lets go of you. He never lets. He never let go of me. Thank you, Jesus. No, there's always grace and there's always mercy. You know, whatever, w- whatever you've done, whenever you become jealous or angry, there's always grace and there's always mercy. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property—sorry. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. That's what the father is saying to the son and that's what God is saying to us right now. Everything God has is ours. Everything God has is yours. It's yours. Power is mine. Strength is mine. Joy is mine. Peace is mine. Life is mine. It's mine. It's mine. And something we have to become like nations and to go, God is mine no matter what. You have given me this feast, I will live in that feast. You have given me joy, I will live in that joy. And I will pursue him. I will run after you. You know, all I have is mine. All you have is mine, not all I have, whatever. All he has, his mine. Thank you, Jesus. In... um where john 17 verse 10 it also says all i have is yours and all you have is mine this is a share thing all i have is his and all he has is mine and how many times do we actually god i want yours i want yours but when god says i want yours hmm. when we have to surrender when we have to give whatever how do we do that? How do I do that? Sometimes I think I would like to give this, 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 but I don't like to give you that. You know, God wants to have all of us, all of our being, all of our heart, all of our emotions, all of our, all of us. And then he gonna, he's going to pour out everything what he has and who he is in Ephesians somewhere, I I didn't write the one down, it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, every spiritual blessing, you know, he has blessed us, do we deserve it? No, we don't, for he chose in him, before he chose us, he chose you in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. You know what? Adoption. He has exchanged your old life. I know this is a simple message. I know we've heard this many times, but I just want to be... That you reignite with who you are in him. Because you are adopted. You are adopted in his kingdom where all his is yours. Where all yours is his. And he wants or he loves. You know, when I, I saw this girl, this embrace, this this love, this this I don't I don't understand what it was, it was something. That's what I want. What, what he wants to give to you. That is how he wants to embrace you, how he wants to be with you. And I printed out something. Um, and actually, Jen, you put it on Facebook yesterday. And I just, it really touched me because when we um, live in the Father's embrace, when we live in, in who he is, he wants to be with us, whatever we do. It's not just when we are on our knees. It's not just when we need him. He wants to be in every, everyday life. And I, I read this and it was somebody who was just um, writing this and uh, what God was saying to this person. And I'm just going to read it out. Um, this person had to go and give an, uh, a kind of a lesson somewhere and about uh, developing in intimacy with God. During prayer, she said, I'm just going to read it out, so just bear with me, but it really struck me. She says, during prayer, she said, Father, I feel so lonely. God said, yes, I miss you too. And then she said, confused. she was confused by what God has said. Father, what do you mean? That has nothing to do with what I just said to you. And then he said, actually, it has everything to do with what you just said to me. Lindsay, she's called like that, loneliness is a lie. It actually doesn't exist. You could compartmentalize your life and only include me in the spiritual parts of our life of your life. How many times do we do that? To include him only in our prayer or only in in, in when we need him? When I actually want to be included in every part of your life, spiritual or not spiritual. And I'm a part of your spiritual and unspiritual life. I've never left you, nor have I forsaken you. But you keep trying to strive into my presence when I've been sitting next to you the whole time, waiting for you to acknowledge me. You know? That is who he is. He's right now sitting next to us. Right now sitting next to you. And he's waiting for your response. He's waiting. He's. And maybe you've done that already. Maybe you've you haven't and then she said I wept then I asked father okay so what would my life look like if I didn't compartmentalize where I include you God said I would look like you're waking up in the morning and see me sitting on the end of your bed smiling over you hearing hearing me wish you good morning it would look like asking me what makeup you should wear today I gave you the gift of art you good in here So I'd love to help you. You know, he'd love to help you. Whatever you do. It would look like holding my hand in the car when you drive, when you drive to work, when you drive to school. It would look like introducing your non-believer friends and family to me in day-to-day life. When you get hungry throughout the day, I want to go uh, out for lunch with you. I want to go to the grocery store with you. I want to eat a meal with you and just spend time hearing about your day. How beautiful is that? When you're frustrated and disappointed and you're having a bad day, I want to be the rock you can lean on. I want you to lay your head on my chest and let me comfort you. I can handle you having a bad day. I'm not a father who just wants to do the spiritual things with you. I want to read my word with you and reveal to you all of the mysteries of the kingdom. And I want to go to the movies with you. I want to watch you worship. I want to go for a walk with you in the park. I want to sit with you and hear all of your prayers. I also want to talk with you when you're bored at work. I want to give you endless amounts of powerful, unexplainable spiritual experiences, but I also want to be with you in the seemingly mundane. That's not my word. I've never said mundane, by the way. <laughs> I, I created you I created you to be intimate with me, not just in church, not just in prayer, not just in worship, not just in times of need, but in all that you do, in all that you do. I love you. I love you. I love you, Sandra. I love you, Pam. I love you, Terry. This is what God is saying. I love you. I love you. You know, that's what he wants to do. I want to spend the rest of your earthly life with you, just as much as I want to spend eternity with you. I want to worship with you. I want to be with you. You know, how beautiful is that? Can we just say it in his presence right now? I just want you to like what she was describing. Just that Jesus is sitting next to you right now. His hand around your shoulder. I like, like this son who was dreading to come home, wants to come home, was dreading what his father was saying. And God is right now saying, you don't need to have an excuse. It's fine. Just lay your head upon my chest. And be with me. embrace. His love, right now, washing over you. right now I feel like it's okay my child I've seen you I know you but just come and be you are mine and you are mine you belong to me You are my child. I've chosen you. And Pastor Jonah was saying, like, to lift our head and to lift our heart. Let's just lift our head to him. Just receive. Lift your head, lift your heart, and just receive. Receive his love. Receive his life, receive his acceptance, receive, receive. Because you are, and I'm going to say who you are, and I want you to agree. You are God's child. You are Christ's friend. You are justified. I'm going to change him. I'm going to say it for myself and I want you to repeat it. I am God's child. I am Christ's friend. I have been justified. I have been adopted as God's child. I am complete in Christ. I am free forever from condemnation. I cannot be separated from the love of God. I, love of God. I, am God. I am hidden with Christ in God. I am confident that the good work God has begun in me will be perfected. I am a citizen of heaven. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. I am a branch of the true vine, a channel of his life. I have been chosen. I have been appointed to bear fruit. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. Amen. Amen. Can we just stand up and celebrate who he is? Celebrate what he has just said to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you.